Hello, Podwalkers, and welcome to another episode of the Goblin Lore Podcast. This is Hobbs Q. My pronouns are he, him. And we are going to be having somebody that I actually could not believe has never been on the show before. Um, so we'll get around to introductions in a second, but I am going to say it just kept slipping my mind that that this person had not been on the show. Like it's actually <laughs> mind-blowing to me. So I'm really looking forward to today's episode. Uh, before we get going and started and doing all of our introductions, we want to rem remember to shout out and thank the Grinding Coffee Company. So they are a LGBT and women-led coffee company uh, that supports gamers. They support us, and they are always willing to just even help us out. So we're going to be talking today a little bit about charity events because we have one coming up. And as soon as I reached out to them and told them, hey, we have a charity event, here's what we're wanting like what here's the reason we're raising the funds here's what what why we're doing this it just not not even any questions okay great what do you want here you go here's here's some codes they're just so willing to jump in and help in every time we've done it and and i find magic players like coffee so they're they're usually uh they're usually giveaway items that get you goblins right. like coffee really yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I did do this week my do you ever think about this card for experimental frenzy because yes. it has flavor text of re related to coffee. It's it's it was the proof that that coffee exists in the magic world. And, and wizards is, is it their customers that <laughs> find coffee? So that was funny is because I, I went back, uh, uh, Joe and I, so that Joe Redman, who was the original third host of the show or the, the one who actually started the show, him and I did an entire episode on who Ryan, what parts of the coffee trade on Ravnica, all based just on that flavor text. So very fitting. So we have today, we have with us Beth, Queen of Cardboard, who is one of my absolute favorite human beings and a very close personal friend, which is why I am shocked that she has never been on this show. Um, so we're going to be talking to her today about charity events uh, and community building. So to get us started, uh, we'll do introductions. My name is Hobbs Q. I already said pronouns are he, him. And we have a question. And our question is, what is something that you're working on right now for yourself for mindfulness? Uh, I posted in my video that I recorded today, which is a week before any of you are hearing this episode, <clears throat> about delaying that first, like, looking at my phone to look at notifications, to look at Twitter, to look at messages I may have received while asleep uh, for at least 30 minutes after I wake up. And to spend that time really just being engaged with getting my kids ready for school so that I don't get frustrated at them because they take longer than they probably need to. But I'm also distracted because I'm looking at my phone and doing everything else because that's kind of just mindlessness for me to just kind of have that phone going. So that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I'm working on. Uh, Taya. Hi, I'm Taya. Uh, pronouns are she, her, they, them. Uh, Taya transcends on the socials. Uh, you know, I, I've thought about this question since you asked and i've been having a hard time thinking of it so since we came up with it literally three minutes ago <laughs> yeah and i'm just gonna say is uh, one thing i've been needing to do a lot lately and i i've really been struggling my my depression a lot lately and uh it, it's been a hard couple of months for me um and i'm just gonna say that i need to spend less time on social media and uh, 
you know, I, I think I just need to yeet Twitter off my phone for a while and, uh, you know, maybe stick to Blue Sky for a bit, which is a little less uh, terrible uh, for the going on. But especially I with... will say, though, also a lot more horny. Yes, it, it definitely is, especially if you're on uh, trans uh, blue sky. It, it Which definitely I might. Maybe I am. <laughs> because today I posted my do you ever think about card about Sangromancer? And like it took it took hours for anybody to comment on the art in my Twitter. Right. <laughs> so it was like, oh, I think about that midriff. It was literally up on blue sky for about five minutes and I got horny postings about it. So. <laughs> Just going to say that. You're definitely a different audience there. But, <laughs> you know, I I can only take so many posts and videos about what everything going on in the Middle East right now. And I just can't deal with it. And I taking some time from social media would probably be the biggest thing to help me at the moment. Awesome. And Beth, friend. How's it going? I miss you. Hi. <laughs> it's been forever. I miss you too. Uh, it doesn't feel like that to me, not because it's been, it's not been forever, but because I just got home from traveling for six weeks, I think straight. And so yeah. basically I, from Vegas on, right? Oh no, before yeah, Vegas, sealed before on. Before Vegas, sealed yeah. on. And I like, I just don't know who I've seen and who I haven't seen anymore. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's it's been a while, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, but my name's Beth. I'm the queen of cardboard on all social medias. My pronouns are she, her. And I actually have done the opposite thing uh, from you, Hobbs. I downloaded an app. Uh, oh. Yeah. An app? And, really? Wow, look at an this. An app. You're joining and the kids. I know. Um, it's an app called Schmoody. And it helps me stay on task. It kind of helps me track my mood. It gives me small tasks to accomplish to make me feel like I've done something. And it just kind of like reminds me of things that I need to do for myself. Like, for example, there's a joy time tool where I schedule times for things that give me joy. Oh, I'm looking <laughs> into this app right now. I yeah. love this. Um, it, Holy it, hell. It, the only negative is that it does push a paid version, but so far I haven't had to pay anything and just kind of skipped through paying and was like, no, I don't want to pay. No, I don't want to pay. Um, so it's, it's, I've had it for a couple of days. I kind of like it. In addition to that, I've taken some time to play magic games offline, like what? off stream. You're allowed to I do that? And what? I don't You're know. You're allowed to? I have had two games since I've been back that have been unstreamed and they were the best thing that I can even fathom. I had a great time and it just reminded me that I've been so busy creating content and traveling and, you know, promoting things that I still need to take time to enjoy magic and enjoy it with people I enjoy <laughs> and not and, have and to put say, on like... <laughs> And not that I play with people I don't enjoy, but like I don't have to put on that face of like, yeah. hi, I'm Beth. Right. If you're having a bad night or you're not or you're having a low energy night and you still want to play, you don't have to worry that 
you know, oh, my numbers are going to go down because people are tuning out because my energy level isn't the same that it was normally or it is typically. Exactly. We recently, a few weeks ago, Tay and I played the Doctor Who decks with people from our Discord, and it was absolutely fantastic. Nobody saw the game. It was just for us. Uh, I had a great time doing it and and not feeling that I had to be making a joke or I had to make sure that I was entertaining or Am I being too quiet and people are going to think I'm disengaged, right? Like it, there's a lot that goes into being just even a guest. Like, forget hosting a stream. So, Honestly, sometimes I think being a guest is more stressful because it's not my stream and I don't know what people are going to expect from me. So I, I'm afraid that I might mess up or make a mistake or upset somebody. On my stream, I own it. So, gonna, you know... I, I was what you just described is my baseline, so it really isn't that hard to be a guest because that's just baseline. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I really like that app. I'm gonna like seriously. I am looking at it right now to kind of check out because it has a lot of elements that I like. I like that it's called the Get Out of Bed app to kind of just like I said, it's not necessarily to force you. It's not saying to doom scroll. It's trying to get you to get up and do something. Uh, the scheduling time for joy. Or scheduling time for in for things that you like to do, I I mean it's funny. I make I, I I probably suggest that once to twice a week as as homework. Like I need you to tell me when you're going to do this. No no no, pull out your calendar and tell me when are you doing this self care activity for yourself. We are planning it just like we would anything else. Yeah, I've been scheduling lots of time for Joy playing Baldur's Gate 3 lately, and it mostly involves looking at Carlac, but uh, it's <laughs> giving me a lot of joy. I was also going to say, is it scheduling time or just playing video games nonstop? <laughs> when, 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 when you have a polycule, it is scheduling time. <laughs> that, that, that is a very good point. That is very fair. I I love that. So, well... Beth, it's funny because, you know, we, we joked about being able to stream for fun and not to have to promote or not have to do that. But that's not actually what we're here for today. Today, today, today we're here to promote. So you better be uh, on your game. You better be entertaining. Um, yeah. Uh, we're we're well, highly judgmental. Time to go. Thanks. It's been fun. Now I know why I haven't been here. <laughs> We got a solid 10 minutes of content there. I mean, if, if the requirement to be on this podcast to be entertaining, I would not have made it past two weeks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you all. Yes. <sighs> anyway. Can you tell us a little bit? Which was what? To be entertaining. That is my yeah, job. That is Hobbs's job. <laughs> that would be the bullis apologist. Those are his two jobs. I, I, don't, I still don't see it as an apology. It's just statements of fact. Um, so, Beth. Yes. Who are Pops. you? Who are you? Just in case there's people listening that don't really know what a queen I'm of cardboard Beth. is. Well, you are. <laughs> Anywhere else I'd be a uh, seven. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um... <laughs> You can cut that out if you want. I am absolutely, I do not cut stuff unless it is just wildly inappropriate. And that, that does not cross that threshold. Dang. <laughs> um, 
Who is Beth? Let's see. So in the magic world, I am a MTG ambassador. I am an author for EDH Rec and Commander's Herald and Cool Stuff Inc. You can also find me streaming on my own channel. I stream Commander content primarily and a little bit of Chaos EDH where our viewers can come in and change the gameplay by using their channel points. But primarily... In my experience, when people say these things in Chaos EDH, what ends up happening is I I get I love to come and play, and yet somehow, no matter whose stream it is, it doesn't seem to be chaotic. It seems to be let's punch Hobbs in the face. I don't know why that is. I definitely did not change my channel points specifically to target Hobbs when you play. <laughs> uh but as I was saying, I'm I'm primarily a charity streamer. So I am uh, lucky enough to be to not need income from streaming. It's not my primary job or source of income. And we're doing okay as a family. So when I started streaming, I did it because I wanted to reach outside of myself and have a life outside of my tiny home. And it was just a way to connect. And that very quickly said, okay, well, what can I do? And that led to charity streaming. And since then, I've been involved in raising money for a bunch of charities, including St. Jude, NAMI, The Trevor Project, Trans Lifeline, and a bunch of other charities as well. Uh, Neral. I, I mean, I could speak to that one because that was one that yeah. uh, my, my wife was, my wife got to be involved in. And that's kind yeah. of cool. She is not a magic player. So I think that was one of my favorite things was getting to sit and just talk about uh, reproductive rights. And that was really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you obviously were drawn to kind of this more social justices like aspect of, of magic, right? Like how did you initially get involved with doing charity type events? Well, I, when I streamed before, I was a streamer who did the annual St. Jude event. And I did that. Uh, I actually learned about that from Jambo, who is a variety streamer partner. And I hope she's okay with this. I'm going to say friend of mine. Uh, and when I switched oh, to don't magic. Worry. I'll reach out and make sure I don't need to edit that part out. um when i switched to magic it was just a natural fit to do that and i think the other thing with magic is that the community itself is so socially justice aware um there were there's a lot of things that happen in the community that aren't great but the things that i love about the community is when they stand behind our trans friends and our lgbtqia friends and our minority just friends from, and people just from people marginalized need, groups right yeah people who and need help i like i'm even going to use that in a like a broader sense of even saying you know so i mean i hope you're okay with me saying this but you know one of those areas is you know we have a lot of people who are military members right that's something else you have been in, involved in you know it's from groups that aren't historically maybe represented within within magic or within magic's culture um, at least by both stereotypes, but just his, just historically what has been the case. Yes. So, yeah. Well, and I think, too, a lot of the representation from the military is these very hua hua guys who are, are still in or very proud of their military service. And not that that's necessarily a bad thing, 
But there's a lot of people like me who I would call us reluctant veterans. Uh, it's not that I'm ashamed that I was a veteran, but my experience in the military was not a spectacular one. And so I have a lot of PTSD and a lot of other issues stemming from my military service. And I don't always want to be loud and proud and out there like I was in the army and I did this. And I can sometimes feel left out of those groups or even some, unfortunately, sometimes triggered by the actions of those groups. And it's not their fault, but I tend to kind of shy away from the more actively military guys um, and take, I would, I would say a quieter, more supporting role. Yeah. I, I mean, I think of it as being kind of one of those things that's actually, I, sorry, I mean, this is completely out of field, but I mean, it makes me think of even just the, what can end up being kind of the stereotype in terms of military members, even being, you know, being a female military member, that there was elements of that lifestyle around you that probably just wasn't a great fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like the way I put that? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, it, it is true that like, though, you know, you, you, the, the, the magic community does have kind of all of these just underrepresented groups, I think. And trying to find ways to connect them and to help them feel connected to the community, but also to support them in more than just words, right? Like the, the organizations that you're describing are organizations that I think, you know, from my experience are ones that. I associate with doing real work, uh, advocacy work, work that does have tangential outcomes, um, work that or things like that is I'm thinking, for instance, the one that we just did, Taya for the Praetors for Change, right? Like that directly supporting those LGBTQ and with a focus on trans um, legislature in states like Texas and Florida. Um, you know, this this is there's been streams that are directly putting money back in the hands of um, uh, some of the members of our community that need it. Yeah. And need it to, to move or need it to get out of their situation. And I've seen the community come together. I mean, it's it, to me, I'm, I'm talking a lot because this is something that's really important to me. Why I've been so involved with them is because there are a lot of really shitty things in our community. Yeah, there are. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, there there is. Uh, Don't go look on the Aragorn sketch uh, post. I found like a hundred people to block, yeah. and I just ran, I like I just ran out of time. Like I was like, well, I've been doing this for thirty minutes, and I found more people. I'm just gonna go do something else now. I'm gonna cut my yep. losses and say that you know I I did more than I I did I did what I could do right now. Um, yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there there are really very bad elements. And the problem is that oftentimes can overshadow why most of us got into the community, why most of us joined and still play magic. For sure. I will say as a female who's been on the internet since the nineties, late nineties, mid nineties, I mean, I've had internet since dial up, uh, not to, age myself but that's when the sound goes like arr, arr, and you lift the phone up if you want your parent to get off the internet so you can have it um and 
there are a lot of downsides to being a woman on the internet. We don't need to go into all of the things. I don't need to explain them. If you're listening, you either know or you don't. Uh, but I will say... I, I'd be shocked <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast and aren't at least tangentially aware of this. Listen, uh, <laughs> I will say the magic community is the only community that I have ever seen stand up and say, no, this is wrong. We're going to do something about it and not immediately get drowned out by the hordes of bad actors and unsavory folks who don't want to hear women speak and don't want to have LGBTQIA plus people in their community, don't want these marginalized people to have a voice. The magic community is the only place that I have ever existed online where that has happened time and time and time again. And that's why, despite the bad stuff, I stay. I think that even for me this week, um, you know, my daily video was about feeling about that fact that, right, like we we had somebody else that was in spaces that was not great. <laughs> like, I mean, like, right. I don't want yeah. to get into specifics about horrible people because we don't need to. <laughs> but right we had another bad actor that kind of is showing up is, is kind of taking advantage. I think of, of the fact that people are accepting and are wanting to do things like charity events and wanting to champion causes that they believe in. And I, I kind of said, I hope that people don't lose that idea of like, I got burned again because yeah. we're going to have bad actors. We are. Mm hmm that's going to be the nature of communities and it's also the nature of people who care i find i mean that's for me i feel like i as a person who tends to overly care about things i can then let myself get hurt because i want to believe the best but i'd rather yep. live that way absolutely and i think too for people that aren't experiencing this daily because listen i've had my share of bad things in my inbox and people be saying mean things to me on the internet, but I in no way am experiencing this on the daily. And I think one thing that we can do is that when we do have the time and we do have the energy that we go through our friends and we say, Hey friend, are you okay? Or we go through their posts and look for anything that is hateful and cruel and we report it and we block it and we share that with, you know, another person who can report it and block it and has that energy. And it's those types of little things as well as donating funds to help with top and bottom surgery, to help with relocation costs, to help with anything that you might need. Like there are ways to help with money and ways to help without money. So I think that our community is really good at doing that as well. And I will say it's it, of communities I've been in, I am I am blown away by the changes I've seen in magic over the last 10 years in that way. Yeah, oh, definitely. Since I came back to magic in 2012 to now is a huge difference. Well, I think that Sheldon is a huge reason for that, to be honest. Yeah. So let's talk about kind of the event that we have coming up. So, I mean. This is a very personal one for uh, the people that are involved with it, I will say. I mean, not, not, <laughs> I'm always like, it's not to say that none of these events are always going to be personal, right? Like anytime I do an event for NAMI, it's very personal uh, because of the work that I do and the stuff that I believe in. The people who get involved with them believe in it. This one, so, so people don't know, next weekend, so this is, it, if you're listening to this on Wednesday uh, or sometime before the weekend, November 18th through 19th, 
there is a two-day charity event in honor of Sheldon Mennery, um, raising money for the Moffitt Cancer Center Foundation. So if people don't know, uh, that is the so it is a research foundation and and uh, treatment foundation or treatment center in Florida, and it is where Sheldon received his care uh, for for the seven years that he was fighting. Um, he was fortunate enough to have access to kind of this care, and I know that his wife uh, Gretchen really when when was a, when we approached and you know when when people that were interested started to kind of come together to want to plan something like this. This was the organization that we wanted to raise money for. We we've talked about Sheldon on here since his passing. Um, Sheldon is somebody that was very important to most people in this community. Um, and I will say there's a very personal connection for myself and Beth that is, I, I, I'm t- saying this in a way that realize that like, this is going to be a little bit difficult for us to talk about, but we're doing it because the, this is what we, because of exactly what you just said, this community yeah. being the way that it is. Yep. Um. So I guess we can talk about why Sheldon was so instrumental in this community. And I think like, if you know, Sheldon, he was a late middle-aged man, white man with, uh, who had worked in the military came from at this point was, is very well to do and chose in every way to make sure that his spaces and the spaces that he represented did not have hate within them. Um, He reached out to people who he did not have any thing in common with and listened and learned and grew and brought that mentality to commander. And I think it speaks volumes that he chose to overcome his age and his place in life to make sure that as well as he could, he could not only understand smaller voices, but that he took the time to lift them up. And I would say that he gave 90% of himself, if not more, to this community. He was perpetually online, perpetually watching and listening and... And learning. I would say learning. learning. Like, like he, learning. he was always... Like if people don't know, he was a lifelong learner. I mean, he he got his, you know, he at, later in life, as you said, because he had a military career, he got his degree in English and d- did this at a time because he just continued to love learning. That I, I think that that is the the thing that is known about him. And and one of the things that he knew, or at least had a good awareness of, was he, he was able to better understand especially after time over time and 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 effort a lot of effort where his blind spots were where where he had blind spots as a Mm -hmm. older middle-aged white male um you know that is kind of that was magic at the start of you know like that was what magic looked like back when he started and he did not want it to stay that way which is the coolest thing because I think not only as you get older, but so many magic players themselves struggle with change 
I mean, anytime a card is banned, anytime a card isn't banned, anytime a new <laughs> set comes out, anytime anything is different than what it was, there's this uproar of angst and upsetness and frustration. And I think what I've been trying to do anytime, especially in the last month, is go back and say, okay, what would Sheldon do? What would Sheldon want me to do? And this is in no way thinking that I myself can be Sheldon. I know for a fact I can't. I am a mom. I have a job. I have so many things going on. And even if I had none of that, I don't have the mental capacity or patience that Sheldon had. But I think that the community together can embody what Sheldon was. And that's what I've been trying to do. And it's been interesting because it's forced me to think outside of what I would normally do or how I would normally react. But it's also led to me having amazing conversations with other community builders. I recently had a conversation with um, and a, a female-led magic group uh, community leader and talked about how some people like Target and some people like Walmart. And if you like Target, you can't make the people like Walmart like Target. They're just going to like Walmart. And you have to let that be. And that's okay. And then mm -hmm. talking to another community leader who's putting together efforts for other smaller streamers to learn and grow together and talking to them about how you have to listen and you have to understand that your reality is different from someone else's reality because that what they experienced is true for them and to listen and learn from that. And you don't always have to be speaking, which for me is really hard because I love to talk, but <laughs> also talking about gatekeeping and how, you know, when we're perpetually online, we might want to have a safe space where we don't have to worry about people, you know, coming in and interrupting that, but that in itself, it can lead to gatekeeping. And that can lead to new people not joining the community because they either A, don't know it exists, B, no one knows who they are, or C, they were left out. And I will say that this is one of the things that struck me in the days after Sheldon had passed away was the number of stories that you saw from people who were, who said basically, Sheldon sought me out to ask yeah. me about my viewpoint because you know, he learned of who I was, but he didn't know who he didn't know me, right? Like he'd heard about me through other people. He wanted to understand my viewpoint because I was I was different than him. And I was representing maybe even a part of the commander community or a part of magic that he doesn't know a lot about. So he sought me out just to have a conversation to learn about me and to learn about who I was. Um, the people who were saying, you know, he he had me on the stream, the RC stream and reached out to me because the same reason, right? I want there. I want, he wanted another voice to be heard. Um, those stories just kept coming out. Uh, I was obviously chronically online that day as I'm, well, I'm all, I'm already chronically online as we've already established, but that day in particular, uh, I, it was a day of mourning and it was a day of me not being able to, there was no way I would have been staying awake. Um, and so I was watching 
these stories and I was looking to see what these stories were. And that was one of the things that struck me was the number of conversations that were, he sought me out. He asked to speak to me. Um, Absolutely. And 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 for people that didn't used to. Yeah, for sure. I can honestly say without a shadow of a doubt that if not for Sheldon, I wouldn't know you. I mean, I wouldn't know. No one would know who I am. Like Sheldon not only mentored me, kind of, I kind of looked to him as the person who was like, hey, you doing all right? And then not exactly tell me I was wrong, but set me on a different path than I was before, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also was there when I needed something, when I needed to do something or get somewhere he supported me and why I don't know that I'll ever know why um but he he was there to tell me when I was doing the right thing and when I wasn't and you need somebody like that who can be honest with you but kind and put you on the right path yeah I mean, like, if we want to be be honest, right? Like, there's part of this was he had that. This is where I joke because not a lot of people necessarily even knew that Sheldon was military. Um, yeah, I think if you know military culture and had a conversation with the man, you knew he was military. But people don't have that, right? So, I, you know, I I think of kind of some of his stuff to do with his his way of talking that may have been seen as blunt or seen as direct that people weren't comfortable with, but it was directness with coming from a place of kindness, people just didn't necessarily know this because they don't know what that looks like. It's not typical for what they're expecting to see. Um, I think one of the reasons Sheldon liked me is because, while I don't actively say that I'm military, the way that I talk comes out pretty quickly that I was. And in one of our first interactions, the more nervous I get, uh, my go-to is to make fun of you. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh which Sheldon thought was the funniest thing in the world because when I met Sheldon and we played I just teased him and talked smack and he talked smack right back and then he killed me and he just thought it was the best thing that had ever happened because I I mean I was scared and I was nervous but I, <laughs> I just had fun with it because that's all you can do, right? When you're in a situation where you feel completely out of your depth, you either sink or you swim or you tease the godfather of commander. The very first time that we ever played, uh, you popped into the voice chat before your pot. So it was mm. on the RC stream. And, you know, I, I was playing both both halves of the stream that night. Um, and you were coming in for game two and you showed up early and you joined the voice chat and you just started making fun of me. (laughs) I can see this. Yeah, I can see this. (laughs) Now, I think it spoke to, you know, we'd had enough interactions at that point that, you know, that you knew that I would not be somebody bothered by that. But at the same time, right, like we'd never actually played a game and it was (laughs) Great. It was fantastic. But that is kind of what, as you're saying, right? Like that is probably something that Sheldon loved. He was commenting on it before we even started our game uh, because it it was 
it was it was done from a place of love. It was done from a place of you can make fun of people while still being kind, right? You're doing it yeah. in a way that is not mean, that's not tearing somebody down, that's not that's not doing it in a way that's punching, well, that's punching down, right? It's not doing it in a way that you were trying to belittle or do anything else. You were having fun. And it was obviously clear that you felt that it was a comfortable place. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I think that ability to make things feel like they were a comfortable place is something that that goes into what the philosophy, if people want to always come back to what the philosophy of EDH is, that's it right like this whole idea of like that we have a game that has a philosophy or we have a, a format that has a philosophy it's it's to be an inclusive welcoming space that we want everybody to be able to sit down and play for sure i um i will say of the things that sheldon said in his last interview i hold several things close to my heart but the one that i've been coming back to was his idea of a perfect game of commander and how are you going to argue with the person who created it right and if i remember well, correctly he, he would have wanted <laughs> us to argue with him but to be fair <laughs> that's a different <laughs> um yeah i've had some words with him in the last couple of weeks as well i'm sure he knows uh but he said that the perfect game of commander was one where every deck gets a chance to do the thing that you have a good time with people at the table and eventually someone wins. And I think that a lot of people focus on that last part. And what I've been trying to focus on is those first and middle parts where how can I make sure that people are feeling safe and comfortable and happy and enjoy themselves? How can I help their decks do the things that they were meant to do? Um, how can I make this a space that people want to be and not necessarily a place that's entertaining, but a place that people want to be. Yeah. Cause there's a difference there. So we've been talking a lot about like just this concept of what, I mean, when Sheldon came on the show and sat down and talked to me, we talked a little bit about, you know, how, how having, cancer had affected maybe his relationship with the game kind of this starting to have some of these conversations. Cause it was about a year ahead of when he passed about right. Like legacy or just the fact that like at the end of the day, no matter what, we're all not going to be here and we want this community to keep going. Um, you know that, and I think for him knowing that he, you know, even just at that point, he, you know, stuff was fairly in remission. He was feeling well, he still had this idea that like at some point I will, you know, I won't be here anymore. And I, it, it, it is wanting the game to be set up in a place where it doesn't need him. Um, the fact that <laughs> commander community is the one that most embraced, and I'm not saying the only, and so I hope anybody else that is listening to it, because that's just like the community that I know kind of the best is the ones that I really think of that jumped into kind of this, the, these larger scale, multiple day streams uh for charity events right like I, I know there's things like desert bus i know there's other ones out there but within magic outside of a single person like the prof running a a, a campaign that 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 wasn't necessarily focused on gameplay that this is where commander community really has stepped up i can remember the first one that i was involved in 
to do with mental health um, in Mental Health Month. And the response to people wanting to be involved with these things was was overwhelming. Um, And I'm going to say, let's couple that with the fact that we're doing one with Sheldon. And the response has already been completely overwhelming from a logistical standpoint (laughs) uh, for people planning this event. Mm -hmm. Um, Right? Because who wouldn't? Who doesn't? Who's who out there is going to say that they don't want to be involved? Right? Like, yeah, absolutely. uh, And I mean, I think we could have if we had fit everyone that wanted to be involved. uh, I think we probably could have streamed all month, 24 hours. uh, And that's just not feasible. So it's it's unfortunate because I want to involve everyone. And I know that everyone who wanted to be involved and isn't like it's, it's, it sucks. Like there's, there's, there's no nice way to say it. It just sucks. Um, and that's like the downside. You never want anyone to feel like they're left out, but you're still trying to do a thing and get all the pieces in order and make it work the way that you want to. And I think it is kind of like, you know, that game of commander, And I also hearken it to events like Vegas because in Vegas, I set aside an entire day where I had no responsibilities. All I was going to do is play commander all day long. And I had a list of people that I want sit at one table, (laughs) not move. And all I wanted to do was play commander with all of the people that I'd been missing for months. And I can still tell you that I didn't get games with Donnie and Jen. I didn't get games with Nat. I, there were so many people on my list that I just did not miss because they were doing something or I was doing something or, you know, I got up to pee for two seconds and then they were in a game. And it's kind of one of those situations where you just have to say, okay, we'll get, we'll catch you next time. And I hate it. And I wish that I could duplicate myself, you know, 10 times over and do all of the things. But sometimes I just have to admit that I have limitations. <laughs> and, and I'll say, right. So we have this event. It's coming up next weekend. We really want people to be there. Um, we're going to be, th- this is cool. Um, it is going to be your typical kind of normal pods running basically all day, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it's going to have giveaway items. We're figuring out kind of what those are going to be. We've had some amazing donations come in, some really cool stuff that, you know, we're by the time this episode is out, I'm hoping that you all have seen a, a lot of them. Um, there's some sketched proofs that there is, is like there uh, of some of Sheldon's favorite cards, right? The things like Brina, things like ink shield, things that are very difficult proofs to get. I will tell you is me being the nerdy proof guy. Um, we have Didn't we cards. get like the last proof of Ink Shield? Yeah, so the last proof for Ink Shield, the last copy of it, wow. it gets reprinted. Um, he only and had one the, left. Yeah, and the only sketched Brina. Yeah, the Brina AP is the only sketched one that is in existence as of right now. And this came about because I reached out and said, "This is for Sheldon." Um, mm-hmm. it, and it's just amazing to see everybody step up. So we're having all of that. But one of the other cool things that I want to share is that we don't have specific hosts for each pot. Um, 
it's going to very much be a people dropping in as if they were hanging out with a group of their friends and watching commander and talking while people are playing. Um, we don't know who all is going to be around because it's open. We're leaving this open to the people that I think that this event is also serving as more than just charity, right? This is an event to honor Sheldon Mennery. Um, we want to raise money for Moffat. That is obviously a big part of what this is because we know that it's just a organization that Sheldon believed so much in um, when him and I had had some chance to talk when he was receiving care, you know, he raved about the fact that he had a place like that available to him. Right. He just never anything but the best to say about these people. And we want to do what we can to, you know, to, to show them that how important this man was to the magic community and also how important they were to him and, and keeping him, going and keeping him able to do events and be involved with us in the final years of his life, unfortunately. And so we want people to come out, right? Like if you're able to just spend some time with us this weekend, it's, it's really important um, for, for just at this point I'm, I'm rambling because I'm starting to tear up a little bit. Sorry. Um, it's okay. Um, yeah. This is somebody that we know is important. There's a reason that we're having this episode right now. <laughs> Beth is here. Beth and I have become such close people. <laughs> and there's a common there's a common factor there. And we want to honor that. I think it's the only way we can honor it is to continue playing commander and continuing doing the things that Sheldon believed in. And I've kind of I know I've talked a lot, um, We've talked about this. One of the things that I've done for better or for worse is attempted to stay busy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Uh, <laughs> because there's days where it doesn't feel real. Um, where I still very much miss the person who made sure that I had a place in this community even when I didn't believe in myself. And I want to tell him about the things that I'm doing and that I've gotten to do and thank him again, because I think I spent the last year thanking him again <laughs> and again and again. And it doesn't um, feel like enough. It doesn't. It doesn't. Right? It doesn't feel it doesn't. like enough. And I think even when this is done, um, it's not going to feel like enough, but it's well, if this it is the be. only if this is the last thing that I do, it will be to honor Sheldon and honor what he's given to not just me or you, but this entire community. I do think yeah. it Yeah, sorry, Taya, go ahead. And I just gonna say, and I, I think there's gonna be so many people in the community that are gonna appreciate this too. And I hope there's so. a lot of people that feel this way. Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting when you have someone like Sheldon. Um, I know that we were going to talk about grief at some point. You have an entire community grieving and we all do that a different way. Um, but I think that we're all pretty much one mind and that Sheldon was just unstoppable 
and incomparable in this community. So I'm excited for the event and I'm excited to have so many people who cared so much about him coming together uh, to celebrate his life and to honor the foundation that he was a, he was receiving care in to raise funds for cancer research uh, because fuck cancer specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck cancer. <laughs> Evergreen. Like, you know, there, there is a, yeah, there, there, fuck cancer. I mean, let's just say like, I, I'd be willing to just like loop that. Um, we could yeah. turn it into a song. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think this is going to be the last thing that you ever do. I don't think it's the last thing that, you know, we're ever going to do as people partnered together, wanting to work together. Um, and I think that a big part of that motivator is to to have something that is ongoing, right? I think is is so that one person leaving us doesn't, it actually spurs others on to step up and not to take the mantle and not to, you know, become the Batman. Um, but to become the, the family that kind of keeps things going or, or, you know, as people said, right. Like if you just do something to live by that, like mantra of like, be kind, um, do something kind in your day, um, reach out to somebody and start a conversation that maybe you wouldn't have, uh, get to know people that you wouldn't, uh, as Sheldon said, is one of his superpowers was just, surrounding himself with talented people and like amazing people. And that's what you can do in your own life. And this is just something that I think is just the beginning. And we really wanted to have Beth on because she's always been somebody so involved with community building prior to this. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to get to, like I said, plan and be involved with the vets with her many times over and to see just, that kindness and everything is is why I'm I'm a little embarrassed that it's taken this long to get her on the show. Um, we'll ignore the fact that like it's I could because say that I was about, spending like, all my time on Nick's podcast making fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Like you know, it's like each time I thought about having you, it was like ah, oh, she's on that WNXS and she's breaking my record for being on it. <laughs> Um, yeah, no. And I think it will that the more you find yourself going out of yourself to share and share yourself, share your time and bringing people together, you'll be blessed in unspeakable ways. In fact, um, related to that conversation I had recently, I wanted to read the text that I got later which was, I just wanted to thank you again for your advice and willingness to dedicate some time to help me. It means a lot. And I understand why you were chosen to be an MTG ambassador. And this was somebody that I met in Vegas. We had a silly moment where we kind of like made silly, like a woo noises at each other from across the room. <laughs> <laughs> at the after party um and you know because i was willing to be silly in a moment when somebody needed it and then also listen when they needed it that's all i did but it meant enough to them to write that message and that meant a lot to me i I'm a words of affirmation person. So like I'm holding that for a long, long time. Um, yeah. But I think it's You're important. Both 
really special people in this community and the community is better having both of you in it. Uh, Thank you. Know, you. I like being a partner, uh, you know, of Hobbs on this podcast. And, you know, I think a lot of it is because of what he brings to the community and you bring a lot as well. Thank you. And I will say um, for as much as people think I bring to the community, not to gas Hobbs up because he won't be able to do another podcast because he'll be too busy, like shrinking his head. But uh if not for Hobbs and telling people that they should come to my after unofficial official after party in Command Fest Richmond, I wouldn't know a lot of people. Um, I met Benny Smith that way and Scott Larrabee, who we now torture together. Um, and it's that kind of action, like you never know where it's gonna lead. Like just taking the time to be like, hey you should get to know this person or, Hey, you should check this out. When you think something's cool, share it. And I go back to this concept of like nine. If you can share something that you did or something that someone did or something that you think is awesome with nine people that are close to you, then that makes the world that much better. And they have their nine, which might include you and it might not. That's okay. But they're going to share it with nine people. And that joy and that goodness, it spreads like it overcomes so much negativity. And I think it's one of the reasons why our community is so blessed with this power to do good, even in the face of adversity and the face of evil. <laughs> Yeah, I can no longer do this podcast. I can't do anything else tonight. We're good. Like, I... Between well, the two Ty, of you, yeah. Taya, you're, you're going to have to talk now. <laughs> oh, I, I've just been quiet the whole time because listening to you two talk about Sheldon uh, has, you know, I, I've got nothing to say, you know, just listening to you both gush over Sheldon. I wish I could have known him better. I will say, as much as I gush, and I would tell the, this to him and plan to eventually, he had flaws. And I think it's important <laughs> to know, like, I think it's important to know, like, no matter yeah, who your uh, hero is, like, mm -hmm. they are, they are flawed. And well, they're a human being. They're right? human. Like, and yeah. I think the good thing about remembering that Sheldon was human is that you can be as great as you want to be and you can overcome those flaws to leave impressions on people and still do good. Like there's plenty of things that I do wrong and focusing on that doesn't get me anywhere and focusing on the bad things that people do doesn't help. So I always try to focus on what I can do well and what I can do to better improve the situation. And that's been called positive, like toxic positivity. I'm not anywhere like everything's great all the time. But I think if you change your wording to we get to be here and we get to do this and try to see <laughs> at least not some we should good. or we have to. Yeah. Um, yep. Try to see some good in your situations, it has helped a lot. And to bring back to mindfulness, that ability of saying I get to has changed my mindset tenfold. Well, Beth, once again, 
I am so glad that you finally came on. I'm anticipating this will just open the gates for you to return, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> you know, you didn't swear too much, so we're, we'll be able to keep you around. Uh, uh. And <laughs> <laughs> so this weekend, people, uh, November 18th and 19th, this will all oh. be hosted on the Rules Committee's Twitch stream. Follow yes. that for any updates. Uh, that's where we'll be blasting things out of. I'm anticipating you'll be seeing a lot of tweets about this. As Beth said, getting involved, if you know, could be as simple as retweeting those and getting them to a larger audience because we never know who will see them or who can, you know, I, I think about this before where people tell me they didn't know something was going on and I saw tons of tweets about it, but it doesn't mean they did. And it needs to be just that that chance that they saw it. Our our timelines are a fucking mess. Uh, like I miss half the tweets. Like I, I, so, that I I just getting things out there, being willing to do the retweets, being able to to donate if you are able to, to stop by and watch if you can, and just hang out and chat. We just want to have you all there with us to honor Sheldon and raise money to say fuck cancer. And that's our show for today. You can find all of the hosts on Twitter for now. Hobbs can be found at HobbsQ. Tay can be found at Taya Transcends. And Alex can be found at Mel underscore Chronicler. Feel free to send us any questions, comments, thoughts, hopes, and dreams to the Goblin Lore Pod on Twitter. Or email us at goblinlorepodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support your friendly neighborhood gobslugs, our link tree can be found on our Twitter account and in the description of today's show. This has everything from various discount codes to the link for our Patreon. The music for today's show was by Vintergotten, who can be found at Vintergotten at Bandcamp.com. The art was done by Stephen Raphael, who can be found at Steve Raffle on Twitter. Goblin Lore is proud to be presented by Hipsters of the Coast as part of their growing Vorthos content. Check them out on Twitter at HipstersMTG or online at HipstersOfTheCoast.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, goblins like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers. <laughs> <laughs>